One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a celebrated cake artist on the pod to talk about celebrity birthday cakes and baking under pressure. She is a pastry chef, culinary producer, food stylist, and now a judge on the all-new The Elf on the Shelf Sweet Showdown. It's the sugar monster, Ashley Holt. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Um, first things first, I have to know how one gets the title of a sugar monster. Is this a self-proclaimed moniker or a nickname that somebody gave you? No, it was self-proclaimed, <laughs> developed in the shower. I was like, that's a good nickname. And it hit me, sugar monster. It makes sense. I love it. I mean, the best ideas come in the shower, right? That's so true. Yeah. And I'm eating dessert probably twice a day. So yeah, it's very fitting. So, so it makes sense. Well, in addition to Sugar Monster, you are also the queen of cakes and overall just a true artisan of confections. But as I understand it, this was not always the goal. How did you go from model to the sweet career you have now? Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> yeah, I was due for a career change. Okay. You know, early 20s, I wanted to find something that just made lit me up and when I found cake decorating, this edible artistic medium that I could combine baking, sculpting, and just creativity, like over the top, it's like this is it for me. So I followed my heart. I did what was making me happy. I went to culinary school and yeah, here, here we are. <laughs> How do you like fall into cake decorating in the first place? Well, the very first cake that I made was for my little brother, who is now 18. <laughs> it was for his second birthday. And I don't know, it was a mix of always just being a sculptor, playing with Play-Doh and then always loving to bake. And then I discovered fondant from watching Cake Boss and Ace of Cakes. <laughs> and yeah, I just put the two together. I'm like, wow, this is super rewarding, very challenging. And I can make like be challenged myself to make anything. 
And you can eat it at the end. Hello. <laughs> That's the best part for sure. Play-Doh does not taste good. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you were always like like a sweets person. It just like took you a little bit to to kind of find the passion that you have for actually creating those sweets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you go on in life and learn more, experience more, you start realizing what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was something involved around being in the kitchen and creating and being able to share my love of food with those around me. What was the moment where you realized it was much more than just, you know, this hobby or this passion you had on the side, and it was something that you wanted to actually pursue professionally? I think it changed. There was a shift for me when I realized that I could compete Mm. doing cakes and baking. Initially, I was was having a second job at a comedy club. I was waiting tables and I would bring cupcakes for my bakery job, three jobs at the time and going to school. I would bring cupcakes in there and a coworker, she was like, oh, I know this casting producer. We are, she's casting for this baking competition show if you want to do it. And me, I'm coming from this small town, not, I don't know, kind of just happy with making, making the cupcakes, Mm -hmm. making some desserts. And then I realized that there's this whole other world of competition and TV production that exists. And that is very it was like very attainable too. I'm like, all this exists in New York. I just spent <laughs> a little more time over there. Then who knows what could happen? So that's what I did. I um, upped and moved from Kentucky in my mid twenties to New York city to really give this a shot. Are you a naturally competitive person? I am. I have to admit, <laughs> I do not like to lose. <laughs> well, that definitely is a, a perfect recipe for what you're doing now. What does a day in your life look like? Oh gosh. Every, every day truly is so different being an entrepreneur and um, self-employed and also wearing so many different hats. It really just like, who knows, but generally if I'm home and I have my daughter getting her off to school and then I'll go into my studio, I've been building a studio in my garage for the past year. So I could pull back a little bit on the traveling, spend a little more time at home My daughter, she's five. She's getting older. It's not as easy to sneak away as when she was a baby. You know, she notices when mom is gone. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'll be in my studio creating, um, whether I'm doing a project for a client, um, creating content. There's also days where I'm traveling and making cakes in Hawaii. There's days that I'm um, in Texas producing a cooking show. There's times when I'm in New York City food styling. (laughs) Always having fun. It seems like, yeah, it's always different. Always definitely a a sweet moment for you at at all times. And you create cakes for all different types of occasions, as you kind of just laid out. What are the the most rewarding ones for you personally? I think now, like, it's turned to... What's become the most rewarding recently is getting the opportunity to travel Mm. to make these cakes. I've been doing this for about 15 years now, and... The, when I get the opportunity to leave my studio and go into a new location, being challenged with the logistics of traveling and how, you know, packing up to get there, finding the kitchen to use on site and then the delivery. I mean, when you when you're traveling, like how much like how many tools do you have to bring with you? Oh, my gosh. You got to think about every single thing. I have to I have to just think about every single scenario that could happen. So I typically I bring every possible tool that I could possibly need. And then some usually it's about five full suitcases. Wow. I know. I know. But because most of these cakes, the travel cakes, I mean, I have a, 
a minimum requirement for these orders. So they're typically much larger and require a lot. I mean, some of these cakes cost thousands of dollars to even make. Wow. Yeah. So that involves, you know, a custom base, my tools. If I'm traveling with foam, which takes up a ton of space. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot. Um, and I usually find a suitable Airbnb um, that has a nice big kitchen for me to work in. Um, sometimes I'll do a rental kitchen on location. It really is. Every order is different and they're all like equally as um, exhilarating and challenging, which I love. And and you created three birthday cakes for Drew Barrymore's birthday. Um, First of all, what was that whole experience like? Okay, that was crazy. (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) It was definitely a pinch me moment. Well, for one, I had a week to do it. Oh, wow. Which was bonkers. So the most important thing was working really quickly with the client to get them to approve the sketches. And at first they actually wanted four cakes. But I'm like, if we do three, we can make them each a little bit bigger. So designed each of the cake and then just have to really go through um, with a fine tooth comb of each design and say, all right, what one, most importantly, what do I need to order? We have limited time. And then how am I going to attack this project? Who am I going to hire? What can I delegate out? Um, and really just creating a game plan individually for each design and then just working nonstop. And what was actually extremely rewarding about that particular order was looking back and just feeling a great sense of pride for how it was all handled in, in a peaceful and organized way where I was able to get sleep at night. I, you know, yeah. Imagine it, it that. Not, I know, I know. It's like being able to work in a way of this calm creativity where I was not completely neglecting my own personal health during the process. Mm. Like, and they came out looking freaking awesome. <laughs> so yeah. And then getting them delivered to New York city, getting them on the show, watching them cut into the cakes. I mean, Ghostface was backstage getting ready to go on. I'm just like, legitimately like crying to myself. <laughs> I'm like security get this girl <laughs> I mean it was very emotional no I can I mean I can imagine what how do you handle a pressure in that situation like you said you had a week to pull this all together yeah I mean it is a lot of pressure and the more that I'm doing this the more um, opportunities I get especially that put me out there with more eyes on me it just inevitably results in more pressure because I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to let myself down. I want to got to keep like taking it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what helps me in any moment to just get through something with a calm, cool and collective mentality is 100% meditation Mm. and just taking time to stop and breathe and reconnect. And a lot of the times I have to be a huge weirdo (laughs) and just stand in front of the mirror, looking at myself and be like, all right, girl, we got this. (laughs) There's nothing you can't do. I give myself my own pep talks and affirmations. I love highly recommend it. I love that. Well, you are known to do very well under pressure, you know, proven by your time on many beloved baking competitions. What is your secret to success when you're in those situations? You know, thank you very much. I love a competition, this competitive environment. And I don't know if it's a mix from like, so if I'm having to have a project, I have all the time in the world, I can do, you know, whatever, something about that in my ADHD brain, <laughs> it just makes it very hard. But when I'm given this time frame mm. and there's no way around it, you have an hour or whatever time to make this something clicks in my brain and we're like, all right, laser focus, <laughs> always take a second to breathe. And what is our game plan? And then just don't let anything get in the way of, of the goal. 
what do you like better competing or judging? Ooh, well, you know, my last stint of judging was pretty nice. <laughs> um, it was, it was nice being on the other side because I can really empathize with the competitors mm-hmm. being there. Um, there was definitely a handful of times throughout Elf where I was like, oh, let me get in there. I want to compete. It's hard for me to just sit still. It's a mix. It really is a mix. They're both so different. And I'm like grateful for the experience of both. Definitely. Well, as you alluded to, you are at the judges table for the brand new series, The Elf on the Shelf, Sweet Showdown. Elf on the Shelf has become this holiday tradition for so many, whether they love it or they hate it. Right. But what about your holiday traditions growing up? Do you have any that you can share with us? Yeah. So we celebrate Christmas and my family. And Christmas Eve was always a big night with the family to get this beautiful dinner together. My mom would pull in out all the china. We're shining silverware. <laughs> like we're doing it up for our Christmas Eve dinner. And then the family gets together and we all open our a present and it's always pajamas. <laughs> and then we just go upstairs. And, you know, as a kid, we're all my two sisters. So we would all just sleep in the same room and anxiously await the next morning and then the morning arises and we get up, open our stockings. And there's always the gift from Santa sitting out. Um, Christmas really is the best time. And I'm so excited this year to finally be able to do a scout elf for my daughter, Chloe. We have never done the tradition of the elf on the shelf. Okay. Definitely going to welcome a little scout elf into our home this year, which we're excited about. Does she know about the tradition or is this going to be like a completely first thing for her, you know, being exposed? It's going to be a first for her. Amazing. What what, do you have any like plans for where you might be hiding it or like putting it like on different days or that kind of thing? Or is it going to be a, you know, figure it out as you go? (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be a mix. Like I definitely think my first year I'm going to come in pretty hot Mm -hmm. and be, you know, some of the ones you see on Instagram that's like gets a little crazy. (laughs) I have fun with it. Of course. But We'll definitely have, I'm sure, like some mornings where I wake up and I'm like, oh, elf needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, maybe the elf, I got a little comfortable. Yeah. It's whenever my daughter was born, actually, I had this vision of this beautiful monthly photo shoot. She was going to lay down in a new food focused outfit with her corresponding month made out of flowers and whatever food brought into that too. And it's, I started really strong, Okay, but then around month five or six, we're (laughs) taking, we're taking the same month or different month pictures on the same day. I was like, this is too much. Her her, her, um, six month photo. She also is five months in that picture too. (laughs) I feel like like, we're not going to notice. I feel like that is very relatable for, for other parents listening out here. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. You go and do the best I can. You go in with the best intentions and then, you know, you, you do the best you can. Exactly. How does this competition really embody the playfulness of the elf on the shelf, but still push these contestants who are vying for this $25,000 prize? Yeah, well, this is a this is a big competition. I mean, at the end of the day, they're making a dessert and a sweet for Santa. Like, there's a lot of pressure. There. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's important for this to be fun. I mean, the holidays are, in my opinion, one of the most fun times of the entire year. So we definitely wanted to encourage everyone to really live in that holiday spirit. But it's still a competition at the end of the day with a lot of money on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so while they came in with this playful, fun spirit. People still definitely wanted to win. (laughs) And in this first episode, the teams actually do adopt and name their very own Scout Elf. So when you get to that point of adopting yours and naming yours, what do you know what the name is going to be? And do you know what their personality is going to be like? 
Well, I had actually asked my daughter this, you know, what would you want to name our, our elf? And she said, rainbow glitter sunshine. <laughs> so I, I guess the name has been established. Okay. Um, and if I were to give our elf a personality, it definitely would be centered around creativity, traveling, hiking, building, um, and cooking and sprinkles, of course. Yes. And rainbows and sunshine, all of the things. Yeah. All the glitter. <laughs> yep. Um, in the show, how important is it that these elves and the baker's creations really do have kind of like a well-developed story? Yeah, the story element is very, very important. I mean, stories are the backbone of Christmas. It's it's compounds from years and years of this fables and storybooks. And like, we want to be able to see that in their creations. You know, what, like, don't just give us, don't just give us an elf sitting by an ice skating rink. Like, we need to know what is that elf doing there? Who is he playing with? How did he get there? Because it really helps just bring in this beautiful narrative and storybook aspect of these creations. It's not just a cake. What what other skills do these contestants need other than being a masterful baker? Okay, well, they need to be a magician. <laughs> um, we had an element, you had to have an element of magic in every single one of your creations. And throughout the series that proves to be a challenge. You know, people are extremely talented artists, but you have to be a wonderful baker, an engineer, and now to have this magical element incorporated, you know, it can really kind of hold you up because you're like, wait, I already made this amazing looking cake and now <laughs> I have to make it like disappear. Yeah, so we, we definitely kept them on their toes and, and kept the challenge, kept the challenges really fresh and exciting by that magical element. When we come back, Ashley gives us a scoop on her favorite creations that came together on the Elf on the Shelf Sweet Showdown and later tells us what it was like working alongside Duff Goldman and Cartier Brown. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What are some of your favorite creations that you saw come to life on the show? Oh my gosh, these bakers and sweet makers are so incredibly talented. Like I left after judging, just banking all of these new tips <laughs> and techniques and tricks. I'm like, oh, that was so cool when they did that. Um, yeah, a variety. It was always the magic elements where it really left me saying like, oh my gosh, like, I did not, I didn't expect your cake to do that. There was one in particular, I'm not going to give any spoilers, mm-hmm. but I mean, every single time this one particular team, they were just such fantastic storytellers and their quality of work was top notch um, and their magical elements. I really appreciated that it wasn't just, you know, thrown in there just to check off that box. It really was thought out to make the magical element a part of the story and a part of the design. So it was just really well, well-rounded um, and everything made sense together. You kind of brought up what what I was thinking about for my next question. And that is like, did you come away with any new tips or tricks? And you said that you did. Are, is there anything in, in particular that you really want to implement on one of your future creations? What I, one thing I noticed one of the, one of the teams doing was they were airbrushing a lot and using just really simple techniques to create these wow moments and really bringing it to life with airbrushing. And yes, I've airbrushed plenty, but I, it's not always my uh, go-to when I'm, when I'm approaching a cake design, but it just was a little reminder like, Hey, this awesome tool also exists and I should use my airbrush more. So when I left the a few cakes that I've done since then, I brought in my airbrush, airbrush machine and it really helped to elevate the cake and like just something so simple that I already know about Uh that was kind of just reminded of the power of that tool. Love that. And you're working alongside host Duff Goldman and fellow judge Cartier Brown. Yes. Pinch me. Pinch me, please. I know. What are your guys's kind of working relationships like on set? Okay. It was my first time working with both of them Mm. and me being a cake artist. Of course, I know who Duff Goldman is. (laughs) Hello. That was, I could not believe that I was in, in the room with both of them. It was my first time meeting Cartier as well. We are of similar age and getting to know her story, how she is self-made and has just worked and worked and worked to create the life and the career that she's had made for herself. It was incredibly inspiring getting to know more of her. She is hilarious. Mm-hmm. She knows the town I'm from in Georgia, like, which is really random because <laughs> it's very small. Yeah, she's just hungry, hustling, and a really nice person, uh, most importantly. Yeah. And then getting to work with Duff, who is a new father and also is um, recently working a lot in his wood shop, um, creating different wood sculptures and items. Like we really got to connect on life outside of cake. Mm. I think, of course, you have a lot to talk about. You're cake artists, but we really bonded over us individually being parents mm-hmm. and different artistic mediums outside of cake. Any fun behind the scenes moments that, that come to the top of your mind that you can share? Uh, yes. The fake snow in the studio. You don't want to eat that stuff. <laughs> it was going 
everywhere. Really? And we start, yes, we breathing in and you just feel these tiny little, like just <laughs> flakes of snow, just shoot to the back of your <laughs> nasal cavity. And then you we're just like choking. It burns. It, <laughs> we're like, what is going on? We had to stop filming for a second to get water and just like compose ourselves. So that happened the first time it snowed. And then so throughout the series, every time it snowed, it was just like this funny thing, three of us <laughs> to like block all the flakes from entering our faces. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, obviously you guys have to film these shows outside of the actual holidays, hence the, you know, the fake snow, but what music or movies get you right into the holiday spirit, no matter what time of year it is? Mariah Carey Christmas, <laughs> without a doubt. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Then there's NSYNC Christmas, Hanson Christmas. Yeah. The classics. Do you listen to any of those while you're, you know, getting ready for any of the, the shows or the shoots during filming? Yeah, of course. In the mornings <laughs> I wake up, I do my affirmations and then we get a little jingle bells going on. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what else are you looking forward to people seeing or taking away from this series this year? I hope everyone leaves with inspiration, of course, and excited for the holidays. I mean, it's been a tough time in our world lately. And if we can just find the time to remember to connect with our family and our loved ones and just being grateful for that family and Mm -hmm. loved ones, you know, and just the power of creativity and how if you're having a bad day, something as simple as making a cake can really just light you up again. Yeah. And just The playful, the playful, whimsical nature of the holidays and reconnecting with those memories from Mm -hmm. childhood of how special like Christmas morning um, or whatever holiday you celebrate, how special that time is for you. Yeah. And like you said, how magical it is. So, uh, so magical. So we will we will look forward to seeing all of the magic unfold on the show. We are going to finish things off with a little rapid fire round. And then we have one final question for you here on Food Network Obsessed. All right. So rapid fire questions. Learn more from failure or success. Failure for sure. Favorite flavors at the moment. Um, I'm into fall autumnal flavors right now. Warm winter spices. Key to a moist cake. You got to wrap it when it's warm. Okay. Take it out of the pan. 10 minutes when it comes out of the oven, wrap it in plastic, put it right in the freezer. Oh. And then when you bring it back to room temperature, you've got to use a simple syrup um, to macerate your cake. Okay. I love that. Uh, favorite day off activity. Hiking for sure. Anything outside. Favorite tattoo. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Um, I would have to say my little honey bear right here that has my daughter's name, Chloe, on the belly. Yeah, honey was Chloe's very first word. Oh, love that. Uh And also very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. The the daughter of the sugar monster uh, says honey first. Uh, Cookbook you would never give up. Joy of cooking. Mm. It is a staple in my kitchen and the professional pastry chef from Bo Freeberg. It was like my cake Bible and pastry Bible whenever I started in this industry. Must have pantry staples. Butter (laughs) and vanilla. All right. All right. Our last question is not rapid fire. So you can take as long as you want on this one. And this is something that we ask everybody at the end of each episode. Obviously, everybody has a different answer. So the question is, what would be on the menu for your perfect food day We're talking breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. You can kind of take us through the progression of all the meals. There's no rules. So you can travel, time travel, spend absurd amounts of money. Um, Anybody can cook these meals. You can cook them, whatever you want. Uh, We just want to hear what your ideal food day would look like. 
Oh, this is such a fun question. <laughs> and I am a pretty simple lady. I like good food that I can break down the ingredients that are in there. I don't need um, fussy, pretentious food. So if I could think about my perfect food day, uh, it is waking up on a Saturday after sleeping in with my daughter, mm. uh, wake up, we do our little dance party in our PJs Aww. and we put on some comfy clothes heading to the local diner to where we get a hungry man's breakfast. <laughs> I'm talking scrambled eggs, turkey bacon, hash browns, wheat toast with strawberry jelly and coffee that just is forever filled. The diner, the diner breakfast with my daughter, they are just so special. We do things as simple as like stacking the creamers and um, slipping the creamers and just sitting and just being with each other. And this quiet, slow place that has just comfortable food. So we go, you know, we go from our diner and then maybe we hit up a farmer's market. There's a farmer's market right down the road from me. We go there and for lunch, I'm going to be doing a tomato sandwich. Um, this I was raised on these from childhood. We do a toasted, thick cut white bread, mayo, a thick cut tomato, Vidalia onion, heavily seasoned salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Chloe loves those too, but she doesn't do any onion or pepper. Okay. And then for dinner, what are we doing for dinner? I think next up is dessert because that's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in my look, this one right here, another favorite tattoo. Eat dessert first. <laughs> you and my boyfriend, he always orders dessert first. Oh, he's a good man. There's <laughs> great green flags all over the place. <laughs> what are you eating for dessert in uh, after lunch or before before dinner, I guess? Okay, there we go. For dessert, I'm slicing into a piece of my grandmother's coconut cream cake, mm. uh, four layers high, loaded with a pastry cream coconut cake and toasted coconut on the outside. Wow. <laughs> it's so delicious. <laughs> Simple and delicious. I'm a um, Southern girl. So just also raised on coconut cake. Okay. Um, and then let's see for dinner, for dinner, we're going to be cooking out outside. Um, and my food day, as you can see, it's I'm cooking for myself. Yeah, I love Shocker. that. <laughs> I don't often get to have days where I'm just at home cooking. Yeah. Um, so for, yeah, we'd be doing a, a cookout of sorts, have a fire going outside and maybe we're making skewers. Chloe really likes a simple barbecue chicken with pineapple. Yeah. Just simple, wholesome, homey foods all day, all night. Um, and are you having more dessert after that or, or you're good with the coconut cake having it ahead of time? Oh, we're having more dessert after because <laughs> then after is when Chloe's going to be eating dessert okay. and we're probably sitting down with a bowl of cherry chip ice cream. Okay, perfect. It sounds like yeah. a fantastic food day and a wonderful day with your daughter as well. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and giving us the behind the scenes from the new show. We're so excited to watch it. Thank you. You can catch the Elf on the Shelf Sweet Showdown premiering Sunday, November 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Fans can also visit foodnetwork.com slash the Elf on the Shelf for more magic and sweets from the show. Plus, they can follow the hashtag Elf on the Shelf on social media to watch a digital exclusive video series with Ashley Holt as she creates fun, family friendly holiday treats with the help from a scout elf. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.